welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you, Sacred City Church, follow Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. I got the three regulars back with me today. Gentlemen, would you say hello? Yeah, Rob Spikestra, Pastor of Discipleship. Kevin Kenora, Pastoral Assistant. Alex Tay, Sacred City Youth Director. All right. And this is... We are in Holy Week, but you guys will be listening to this one week after Holy Week. And we just bought a building. I know you guys already know that. You're going to be hearing a whole lot about this. But one of the things I wanted to do, I kind of sent uh, this message out to the guys and said, hey, listen, we just worked our way through the books of Ezra and the books of Nehemiah. And these two books are about building for the kingdom of God, right? You've got Ezra, that's primarily about building the church and the temple and the worshiping community. And then you got Nehemiah, that's primarily about building the wall and building the city and building the worshiping community as well and reforming the worshiping community. We just spent a year going through Ezra and Nehemiah. And, and then, surprise, surprise, we, you know, God leads us to go through these books. He knows what we don't know. Yeah. And then, boom, God gives us a building. Amen. Right? And this building... It's going to require. Obviously, we've we've already been uh, the been doing the advanced capital campaign and raising a lot of finances. And as of right now, we raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars in December for our advanced capital campaign, and we already have over five hundred fifty thousand dollars pledged over the next three years for our advanced capital campaign. And God gave us a building, and yep. we just bought that building, and now we are going to spend. Close probably to a half a million dollars uh, remodeling that building and bringing it up to speed in order for us to to be hospitable to that neighborhood, be missional, and just to to serve our community and just to freshen the whole thing up. So when we we move in, it feels like something Sacred City has done, right? And so one of the things I I wanted to do is I, I wanted to say, okay, we just went through Ezra and Nehemiah. What are some lessons from Ezra and Nehemiah that we need to remember as we go into this next season of ministry. And I think one of the key things, I mean, as when you kick the the book of Nehemiah off, um, one of the things that we learned that we we went into this building um, yesterday and we we prayed, we we fellowshiped and we seen, right? We, it was something that was great that everybody got to come together because we have two services right now and it was hard to see everyone. Um, but that's just one thing that, I mean, a takeaway is, I mean, praying and thanking God um, for um, starting this process. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thankfulness is a key piece yeah. in the book of Nehemiah. One thing I think just right away, Ezra and Nehemiah show you that buildings and building projects matter to God and yeah. matter to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we say all the time, the church is the people. Right. And that's true. That's true. Yeah. But God still, and his kingdom has always been people, yeah. you know, but it's all, but it, he wanted a real temple to be built. Right. He wanted real wall mm-hmm. to be built because there's enemies out there that try to get in to, and, and there's fools that want to do foolish things that you have to protect mm-hmm. good people from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pagans that you have to protect people yeah. from. We live in a world today that, that thinks, Oh yeah, everybody's just kind of good and everybody's just kind of civil and yeah. we don't really need walls anymore. Mm-hmm. Just let them all come in. Yeah. That's foolishness. Yeah. 
the nations serve other gods mm -hmm. and they serve demons. Yeah. And people that worship demons want to do demon-like things, which is steal, yeah. kill, and destroy from you. So we learned first thing in, in Ezra and Nehemiah both that buildings matter to God. So yeah. <clears throat> yes, we are the people of God, but the people of God need a safe place mm -hmm. to worship God. And I think that's very important because, I mean, right now we're, we're renting from the city of Davenport. And anything can happen. I mean, I mean, everything's political nowadays. Insert and COVID. Right exactly. <laughs> we, we can get shut down. We can get shut down. And now that we actually have roots and we have a place to call home, um, we can have service whenever we, we want. Yeah. And the city could shut us down, obviously, when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. and But they could also shut us down just because they don't like our message. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, mm -hmm. we are, our message now is against the grain of yeah. progressive liberalism and most cities are are bowing down to the gods of progressive liberal, liberalism. Yeah. And so they could they could hear one of my sermons and shut us down any week. And we know yeah. that. And we know that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's great to have our own space. Mm -hmm. Um one of the first things I think of both from the beginning of Ezra and the beginning of Nehemiah is that the mission of God is advancing and the whole it's like the mission of God to save people and to build the kingdom of God that's the mission not his people's personal comfort sure. so he calls Ezra and he calls Nehemiah away from their personal comfort mm -hmm. to go pursue his mission yeah. to build the temple to build the people and to build the wall right mm -hmm. and so I think that's I think God's doing the same thing for us like we, in one sense, we were comfortable in the theater, yeah. right? We, um, we, we couldn't do much else. We had two services going on. Our parking lots are pretty much full. We're comfortable, but hey, we're, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. It's not comfortable to give sacrificially. It's not comfortable to go out and pursue a building. It's not comfortable to go out and stretch yourself financially and to give it's not comfortable for me to have to take on a huge remodeling project right like basically what i'm doing is i now have a part-time job on top of my full-time job right. <laughs> yeah it's so true and, and that's what it's felt like now mm -hmm. for the last two months is my normal job of preaching studying praying meeting with people counseling disciple making leading that's all the exact the same and now I have another job, which is fundraising and contracting, basically being a general contractor, meeting with all my subcontractors and all these different things, planning, dreaming, and uh, now orchestrating and organizing a huge building project, yeah. right? So it's, it really is. Uh, so, so my comfort isn't the mission, and our comfort isn't the mission. Right. The mission is the kingdom of God advancing, yeah, that's good. right? God taking ground in, in the Quad Cities. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about immediately was that um, the, the enemy is still at work. Oh, man. You know, and so as I was thinking through, uh, particularly when, when, you know, Nehemiah gets, God gives Nehemiah really this call, this vision, build the, build the walls, he goes uh, and immediately he faces opposition. And so my expectation is, is that we're going to face opposition. Yeah. You know, there's going to be, there's just going to be opposition. The enemy does not like the advancement of the kingdom into neighborhoods, 
you know, which is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be entering into a neighborhood. Uh, he doesn't like the advancement of, of the growth of the, of the body of Christ, the church. So we're going to face, uh, face op- opposition. Yeah. And we're going to probably, you know, it's, it's interesting when you think about Nehemiah, that opposition didn't just come from without. It came from within, in one yeah. sense. It came from those who were claiming uh, uh, the same God, if you will, um, there will be opposition, and, and uh, so we need to con- continue to be in prayer. We yep. need to continue to be recognizing that this is a, a time to, yes, build, but also we had the imagery that we had when we were going through Nehemiah. We were going through Nehemiah was, of course, the sword as well, besides the, the hammer in the case of our imagery that we use. Yep. So, yeah, sword. Yeah, so this isn't just a building project. It's also a battle. Yes. Yeah, um, this, yeah the, you could say the sword and the trowel or the yeah, sword so. and the hammer mm-hmm. that we can't let our guard down because the enemy will still want to attack us where we can where he can mm-hmm. so we should expect opposition and this is going to come through people that mm-hmm. want to oppose us and want yeah. to stop what God's doing we saw that there was Sambalat and Tobiah yep. and these different people but it's also just going to come through satanic forces yeah so one of the things that we were talking about um, Wednesday morning as we were praying with the elders is all so many of the men who have stepped into the elder development process mm-hmm. over the past few months have been under significant yeah. spiritual attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had, you know, some serious cases of kind of post uh, post uh, postpartum. postpartum depression yeah. and, and spouse. We have one whose daughter has had a heart transplant and now she's got cancer and she's just fighting for her life in Chicago right now and mm-hmm. we're praying for her and just so difficult to for, for that family to that they're, they're walking through. We've got um, custody battles going on in, in families over over children because of adopted children and different things. Mm-hmm. There's just been some significant. And so we have to remember that every time God does something good, the only thing, see, Satan can't create. God is the only creator. All Satan can do is turn, twist, and corrupt. So when God's moving forward, Satan's going to attack that, right? right? And Satan doesn't attack things that he's not worried about, right? Right. Like, so if there's some apostate church preaching some lesbian, gay gospel, and he's not going to attack that. He's not going to attack that. He's going to attack a church that's preaching the true gospel. That's that's a threat to his kingdom. And so we have to we have to expect. This moment of blessing, this moment of God expanding our borders and doing something great in us and through us, Satan's going to attack that. And so we need to be wise when it comes to our own personal temptation, our own relationships, our own, uh, and and we just need to be really aware that there is, there attacks are going to come, right? Mm -hmm. So we're on a mountaintop moment. We don't want to, we don't want to let our guard go down Mm -hmm. and then something bad happened. Right, right. I think yeah. even just losing our focus when we get into the building where um, a lot of times we'll lose our focus of mission and then we'll we'll, we'll become a, a comfortable people mm-hmm. where then we'll become a comfortable people we lose the focus of God's mission. Uh, that's a great point. So mm-hmm. what did Nehemiah say? Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work and yeah. ca- can't come down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. It's he one, sounds cocky, but let's go. No. <laughs> let's he sound, go. He sounds like he's heard from God yeah, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't care what man says. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm let's talking do about. It. And so when the enemy can't attack us directly, can't mm-hmm. get to us directly, well, he's going to try to distract us and get us off mission. Yep. Mm. Come on out here. I love it. Yeah. Come on out here to the Valley of Ono. Yeah. <laughs> and Nehemiah's like, 
Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that was like, a good one. <laughs> yeah, nah, I've seen this nah, before. I'm I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like how it ends. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm not going out there. I'm doing a great work and cut, come down. And so mm. we're gonna have family members. We're gonna have friends. We're gonna have community people that are gonna say, "Oh, you quit that. Come off here. Mm. Let's get get distracted." And uh, we can't get distracted. We have to be focused on the mission. And right now, the mission. Of course, our mission is always make disciples, plant churches, and renew the city. Yeah. But right now, our mission has to be building focused for a little while. Yeah. Right. We have to be for the next several months. We have to be building focused in order to to build a place for us to do ministry. Yeah. For the long haul. And I think what's important too, which is, I mean, good that we have uh, multiple el- elders and then some in the processes. If you're focused on that, the other elders can focus on other things where we don't get too distracted from um, other things while we're in the building uh, mode right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. I think another thing that I was thinking about when you, when you get to that one chapter where you have uh, one man, one family, one man, even some women, uh, building side by side. So there's this cooperative effort that Nehemiah recognizes. It ain't going to be me doing this building. Yeah. It's got to be all of us, you know, yeah. side by side, shoulder to shoulder. Let's go. Let's build. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing in the coming yeah. weeks and months. I had a guy, an older guy in our church tell me last night, there's just something great about working side by side by another man that you might not even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reality is building projects build community among co-laborers. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's the idea. And men, I don't know if you know this, but socio- sociologists tell us that men primarily build relationships doing something mm. together. Yeah. Mm. Women build relationships. So in other words, men build relationships shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Women tend to build relationships face to face. But I never call anybody to come over and just talk with me. Right. I don't call my brothers to come do that. I'm like, hey, you want to come smoke a cigar? Yeah. We're doing something yeah. together. Or hey, you want to go ride bikes? Mm-hmm. Or hey, you want to go work out? Hey, you want to go, you know, I want to do something with my brothers, right? Shoot guns, whatever it is. And now we have a mission to, we have a lot of work to do on this remodeling. And so, hey, we can go and we can tear out carpet tear out carpet together. Yeah. And while we're tearing out carpet, we're building community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a way of making disciple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to get to see what that guy does when he hits his thumb with a hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How sanctified is he? Right? How sanctified is he? We're going to see other people in their workplace. Yeah, we're going to see. Can this guy put in work? Yeah, is yeah, he, sure. You know, can he put in work? Right? We're going we're gonna to learn some, some interesting things about each other. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Building projects, build... Um, community among co-laborers. Now, another thing I thought of is how present faithfulness to God, present faithfulness to God precedes provision for the mission of God. So we saw both Ezra just being faithful in what God had called them to do and Nehemiah being faithful in what God had called them to do, remaining full of faith there with serving God wherever they're at. And then God gave them a new vision and then gave them provision. Hmm. So he provided for, remember, both of them get blessings from the king, right? Where right. they get supernatural provision. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you want to go do that? Sure, I'll pay for it. Here you go. Here's my guards. If you want to arm guards, here you go. And man, how true has that been for us? We've just been faithful in what God's called us to do yeah. the best of our ability here in the, at the city. 
and felt like God's now saying, all right, now you need to start praying about a building. And we started praying about it. And then let's start giving towards it. We start giving towards it. And then as soon as we had this vision, you know, we are presently faithful and we had this vision and we started giving towards it. Boom. A building that, that meets our needs yeah. comes available. Like yeah, that's God. not happenstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Right. Like present faithfulness plus vision equals provision. Yeah. Like another way I've heard it said before is if it's God's will, it's God's bill. Yeah. Like God will take care of it. Right. Yeah. And guys, we have, we have a good sized church here, but we're primarily young families yeah. full of children and bills. And we're, many of us are privately educating or homeschooling. Yeah. We are not just, you know, we don't have a lot of older folks that are retired and they've got a lot of disposable income. And God's provided for us in absolutely supernatural ways yeah. over the last Amen. few months. Yeah. You know, That's in good. the midst of a downturn in the economy. Yeah. So it's been, it's been exciting. Yeah, really I, I've exciting. been encouraged just by you know going out and talking to some of our families, and you, like you said, the majority of the people that we're talking to in terms of our families are young families who are just starting out with little ones, and. But just listening to their willingness to, you know, put us take aside something that is sacrifice something that is, just a you know a meal, coffee, little things. But is it's interesting how that adds up pretty quickly. And I was thinking about the generosity that um, first of all the leaders showed generosity uh, in, with, with uh, in Nehemiah as a governor he showed generosity. But then you go deeper into it and you find out there was a whole bunch of household households who during Nehemiah's day also then began to be generous towards the work and, mm-hmm. and God, God used the people to, to support the work. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's good. Another thing I was thinking about is it's important for us to think in the midst of this building campaign is, and, and Nehemiah showed us and Ezra shows us is worship mm. is still primary. Yeah. yeah. That, that's still the f- most important thing. We can't lose sight of the overall all goal. The church is the people of God gathered together to worship God, right? So the building is just a tool to help us accomplish that mission. We all found out during COVID, like having a building is actually an integral piece of worshiping God. Sure. In, the, in, the mid, in the Midwest, in October, in November, in December, like <laughs> if you don't have a building, it's hard to gather together and worship yes, God, yeah. right? So, but... The goal isn't the building. So we're not going to get this building and just, woohoo, we finally arrived. Yeah. No, the building and that enables us for the people of God to gather to worship God. Yeah. So, man, I can't wait for the praises of God to ring out from that new building. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to practice the Lord's Supper week in and week out. Yeah. Right. I can't wait to get us all together under one roof and, and worship God. So... Worship is primary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they would, obviously one of the key passages there is is uh, Nehemiah eight ten, where he, he simply says to them, "For the joy of the Lord is your strength." So as we're focused in on who our Lord is and our joy in Him and who He is for us, there becomes our strength to do the hard work. Yeah, because it's hard work, but we have the joy. I had a, a ministry friend, well, Corey Johnson, who's came and preached many times. He's pastor at Heights Church in Collinsville, Illinois. They just went through a building campaign and got a building and have seen God meet them in unique ways. Corey said one thing. He said, hey, enjoy this. Because I'm like, bro, I got a part-time job on top of my regular job. This is stressful. There's a lot of work to be done. He's like, enjoy this. 
because the people who are involved in the ministry right now will get to experience the vision, the sacrifice, God's provision, and the blessing, and people after this moment won't get to experience that. Right. Yeah. So this is a special season of our church where we've prayed for this, we've sacrificed for this, God's met our needs for this, and God's, provide, God's provided this. Yeah. We've seen God do what we can't do. Yeah. Like we've been wanting a building for 10... 10 years yeah. and we couldn't do it on our own and God yeah. provided it for us. And now we've got to go in and do some hard work to get into it. Yeah. But this is a unique season of our church that if you're a part of our church now, you're going to get to experience God's provision in a very special way that people in the future won't necessarily, unless, mm -hmm. you know, we, they're part of another church plants or something that we multiply in the future. So yeah, there's something, there's something unique and special. It's about just cool to season. see like the body having faith and works put to practice yeah. as a whole. Well, you said that, Alex. We, we, we all mentioned that. Last night when we went through the building, we had all the people walk through the building, many of them seen it for the first time. There was this energy. Yeah, That's the word that we kept hearing. There's mm -hmm. this energy. There's this yeah. energy. And what is that energy? That's That energy is we prayed about it. Like we asked God for it. Mm -hmm. We sacrificed for it and put aside some of our our money, we invested yeah. in it. And guess what God did? He provided. Mm -hmm. God was faithful. Mm -hmm. And now we're walking through it. And so many of us are like, wait, what? Like, yeah. do we deserve yeah. this? Like, <laughs> yeah. But we're just like this little church that sets up and tears down. Sure. And, you're like, and now we have this huge space. And we're like, so many of us feel like, oh, I guess we're legitimate now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what's even I guess cool. we're a real church now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think what's even cool about that too is like my son's even on it, right? He's a teenager. He's working. You know, he's been praying with us. He's been a part of the church yeah. since the beginning. And then, you know, I mean, from the first child care to, you know, Sacred City to catechism to now youth group and he's working and he's, he's actually tithing and he's like, yeah, yeah I put it on that too. Like I, I'm a part of the body and he's excited <laughs> That's about my chair. it. I yeah. paid for that chair right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's excited about it because he gets to be a part of the process yeah. of what it looks like to be um, having faith and works. Well, that brings up the great point that it, like in Nehemiah and Ezra, this isn't just about us. Yeah. It's multi-generational, mm -hmm. right? That we're remodeling a building. Yeah. That our grandkids will hopefully enjoy someday. Yeah, mm. praise God. Like, we, my parents were married in this building 45 years ago, yeah. and now, Lord willing, my kids will be married here as well. Mm -hmm. Like that, gosh, God yeah. writes God writes better stories than we do. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, we were so close. You guys don't know how close we were to buying other buildings just because I was so tired of searching yeah. That I was about to buy one, a building called Michael's Fun World yeah. in the Quad Cities. And it is basically three giant pole barns. Yeah. Just steel structures, hideous, but just plenty of space. What the racetrack? <laughs> it literally does have a go-kart track. Youth group would have been skyrocketing. Not, not a great location, more of an industrial part of town, but just space interior space yeah. where we could have built what we wanted mm -hmm. and we we could worship god under one roof mm -hmm. and i was so close for a million spending a million dollars on that just because we need one so bad mm -hmm. and man i'm glad i didn't and god god provided and then there's another building that's 1.8 million dollar car dealership that's mm -hmm. kind of cool looking but not ideal i mean ideal in 
visibility, but not ideal to get to and not in a community. Um, and so, man, God wrote a better story mm -hmm. than we could write ourselves. Yeah. You know, and so it's just been thrilling yeah. to see what God's doing. Yeah, you're talking about multi-generational. I'd forgotten about this verse in Nehemiah. Nehemiah 12, when they get to the point of actually doing the dedication, but listen how they describe it. They said that on that day, uh, God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and children also rejoiced, and the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. And I remember, you know, it's that it's that description description of you know if you've ever been to a large uh, you know football game or whatever, but you're you're late for the game and something's happening inside. You hear the roar and the roar just goes out into the neighborhood. You know, I think that that's uh, kind of describing what's what's happening there in Jerusalem. But it it's again multi generational. It's it's the it's 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 everybody rejoicing yeah. over and and I think that's what this is going to. Well, you bring up a good point there. We're we're going to have to have a dedication service. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to have a de dedication service where um, I guess it would be the first service. I don't know if it's the yeah. first service that we do that or if we do it before, but we're going to have to have a dedication service where we, you know, we anoint this building and just say, like, God, this is for you. It's not about us. Um, yeah. This is for you and for your kingdom. And we want you to have a beachhead in the Quad Cities, in the Iowa side of the Quad Cities, where you're going to save many people. Yeah. Right? That's what we want. Yeah, and, and chapter 8 tells us how to do it. He uh, tells us we need to eat the feet, eat the fat and drink sweet wine <laughs> and send gifts to one another. Hey, so, there it is. so it's so, going to be more than just Okay, uh, eat the fat. There will be smoked meats. Hey. Drink the wine. There yeah. will be bourbon. Okay? Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And we're going to celebrate it and we're going to anoint it to the Lord. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Another thought I'm thinking is <laughs> that uh, the work of building and reformation is, is never over. Like, mm. we are continuing in the footsteps of Nehemiah. Yeah. Like, he was a reformer, and we did a sermon series last year, I think, called Reformed and Always Reforming. Mm -hmm. Like, that Semper Reformanda, that's still our, uh, that's still one of our callings, it's still one of our watchwords, it's still one of our mottos, that we are continuing in the footsteps, footsteps of Nehemiah and Ezra and we are building for the kingdom of God. Now, we know we don't save people. God builds his kingdom in that way. But we are to build the institutions that make conversion possible, let's say, or, or conversion um, um, more conducive, more conducive towards conversion, yeah. right? So we're to build the institutions, families, mm -hmm. schools, churches that make conversion more normal let's just say that right and so that's what we're doing we're building a church we're you know by god's grace i think we're going to continue to build schools in the yeah. quad cities we're going to con continue to build families and we're not doing something new we're continuing in the footsteps of ezra and nehemiah mm, yeah. doing what the, what they were doing before us that's good right yeah it's really good that's good um any other thoughts from you guys? No, I, I was just thinking with Nehemiah, uh, we know that in the mix of that story, there was discipline that still needed to be done with the people mm. of God. And again, you know, we're, we're all walking in this as sinners. We know that there is going to, that's going to continue, that the, the church is going to continue to, we, the, the making of disciples is, is identifying, you know, when sin comes, that we'll be dealing with that sin. And so 
we're not, you know, this isn't a, okay, we, things have, you know, we're all holy now. It, <laughs> we know it's going to continue to, you know, the work is going to continue to go on even as we're in putting our, our hands to the, to the physical work. Yeah. So, yeah. God disciplines those he loves. He disciplines yes, he his does. sons and daughters. And so there's going to be a sanctifying process in this for us all as well. And we know that even as a staff, like we're sitting together as a staff going, <laughs> right. you know, we have um, done our best and now we're a church of, uh, you know, right around 400 people. And we had over 400 this past Sunday and, and we're expecting, you know, more on Easter, but we're, we have to grow. Yeah. When we move into this new building, there's a sanctifying like we have to get, we have to become better leaders. Yeah. We have to be better, more organized. We have to be more, you know, you know, strategic. We have to just. There's a lot of things that our staff need to improve upon, mm -hmm. and uh, we're really aware of that. And so there's a sanctifying process that's going on in all of us, in order us to serve 600 people, yeah. right? That's that. And that's that's the goal right now. Like yeah. Yeah. We want to be, we want to be able to, to to serve at least 600 people yeah. with this with this one service, you know. And so we we have. Uh, we're inviting the Lord's discipline, inviting the Lord's sanctification in there. Well, the last thing that, that I'm thinking of um, when it comes to lessons that we can learn, and you guys might have more than this, is just this. Um, we have to keep this in, in mind all the time. If God be for us, who can be against us? Yeah. And, the, and the wonderful term that you see in Ezra and Nehemiah all the time is the hand of the Lord was with them. Right? Yeah. The hand of the Lord. That it's not us doing this, it's mm -hmm. it's God doing this through us. And if the hand of the Lord is with us and we remain faithful, then we're going to succeed. And success isn't just numerical growth or financial growth or whatever. Success is sanctification. Yeah. Success yeah. is our disciples being made. Yeah. Our, you know, MC's thriving. Is our church growing? Are our people coming to know and love Jesus? Are we planting churches? Is the city renewed? That's that's the goal, right? But it's ultimately, yes, we have to be faithful, but the, the real question is, is the hand of the Lord upon us? Yeah. Right? That's the deciding factor. Mm. If God be with us, who can be against us? Yeah. And we know in our day and age, like, goodness gracious, there is the enemy is afoot. There, the enemy's got a huge foothold in our culture, and so there are not, there aren't too many churches in our day and age who are experiencing what we're experiencing. Yeah, yeah. you know, growth and expansion, and so this is a huge blessing, and I think it is evidence that God's hand is with us. But and it's it's our job to remain humble and to to just remain faithful. Yeah, to what God's That's doing. Good. Right. <clears throat> Any other thoughts from you guys? It's good. It's an exciting season, isn't it? Yeah. I just love, man, I just love what God does. I just, he, he I said it already, he, he writes a better story yeah. than we do. Yeah. He writes a better story than we do. Yeah. You know? So yeah. his faithfulness is new every morning, and uh, he was faithful to Ezra, he was faithful to Nehemiah, he'll be faithful to us. Praise God. So. Yeah. Praise God for this next season. So, guys, I mean, maybe, maybe we missed some. So what are you guys' mm -hmm. thoughts? What are some things that you learned from Ezra and Nehemiah that we didn't bring up today mm -hmm. that would be uh, good to talk about and share? So uh, send me an email, justinine at sacredcitychurch.com. We want you to know we do love you. We appreciate you listening, sharing this wherever you share it. Uh, hopefully it's a blessing to you. Uh, God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.